Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. discusses a new insight he has regarding the thief on the cross. Every week, these prophecy updates end with the ABCs of salvation. Admit you are a sinner. Believe Jesus is the Savior and call upon His name. The thief did just that, briefly and succinctly, when Jesus said, Today you will be with me in paradise. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 25th, 2020. During the tribulation, you have to show proof that you've been vaccinated. If you don't have a mark showing proof that you've been vaccinated, you cannot enter a store like today. You cannot enter the store without a mask. That's how it's going to come. And the technology is already in place. July 26, this was a very interesting and tough one. We dared to address the very controversial mask mandates as it relates to both their ineffectiveness and their prophetic significance. And since then, even today, uh, I referred to it. Uh, there's a lot more to these masks. August 9th, this one, I, it was almost like the Lord was impressing upon my heart <laughs> to revisit the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. Because a lot of people, and I have to admit, I was starting to, you know, with everything that was happening, I'm like, the rapture has to happen, right? Yeah. I went back into my notes, and I devoted an entire Sunday to proof, seven proofs from Scripture that prove a pre-tribulation rapture. And I am uh, happy to say that after that, that was settled. No problem. I mean, you got to understand, I was getting phone calls from fellow pastors that are saying things to me like, maybe it's not. Like, no, you can't tell me that. No, it is. Yeah, but I'm starting to question it. Hence this update on August 9th. I want to encourage you, if any of you are sitting here today and the enemy is just filling your heart and your mind with fear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. I want to encourage you on the authority of God's Word that the rapture of the church absolutely must happen before the seven-year tribulation. We will not be here for this. August 16th, we talked about the prophetic significance of the U.S. President's brokered peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. I don't know if you're uh, kind of 
seeing this as I go through all of this, but do you see the, the collective nature of all of these prophecies simultaneously? August 30th, this was an interesting one. We looked at how over the years the entertainment industry has successfully pre-programmed and brainwashed the masses to be in lockstep compliance using a virus as a global crisis. And the final solution, I use those two words for a reason, is a vaccine. You go back it and look at some of these major movies, blockbusters as we call them, and what you'll find is that was the common theme. September 6th, we talked about the massive deception creating a satanic confusion which is leading to the division and ensuing destruction, ushering in the Antichrist and the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. September 13th, we talked about the only way to make any sense out of the unprecedented events in the world today is to first view everything through the lens of Bible prophecy. In other words, don't look at what's happening and then go to the Bible. No, no, go to the Bible first and then look at what's happening. September 27th, we answered the question of how we can really know the truth by discerning between what's real or fake and fact or fiction. October 4th, we talked about how the world today is increasingly perilous with each passing day, but God is meaning it for good to bring about the salvation of many in these last days. October 11th, two weeks ago, I shared my research concerning masks, social distancing, and hand washing being initiation rituals into the new world order out of chaos, and how it points to Jesus and the imminent rapture of the church. Last week, October 18th, I warned about the dangers concerning conspiracy theories being either completely dismissed on one extreme or on the other extreme, leaving one so confused they don't know what to believe, or more importantly, who to believe, despite it being not conspiracy theory, but conspiracy fact. This brings us to today. A couple years ago, I really sensed from the Lord that it was incumbent upon me with the prophecy updates to get as many people to Jesus as I possibly can before it's too late. And I stand before you today as is my privilege to every week. And I'm going to say it again, I hope you don't tire of me saying it, but there is no more time. His return in the rapture of the church is imminent. It's at the door. We are so close. Everything that we've looked at since the beginning of this crisis, back in March, 30 plus weeks, 
It points to one thing, Jesus. Jesus is coming. That's our only hope. That's our only hope. Our only hope is in Jesus Christ and His return for His church. Let me take it one step further and then we'll bring it in for a landing. Everything that's happening now, all of these things that I've shared with you today, they will ultimately be fulfilled in and during the seven-year tribulation. And if we're already starting to see things that will be fulfilled, those prophecies that are going to be fulfilled during the seven-year tribulation, and the rapture has to happen before the seven-year tribulation, then I ask you, in all sincerity, lovingly, humbly, kindly, I ask you this question. If that's true, and it is, then how close are we really? I believe that we are closer than any of us could possibly even begin to imagine. This is why we do these updates. This is why we've been doing these updates. This is why we end with the gospel of salvation and the person of Jesus Christ. It's also why we end with a childlike, simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? First Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul writing says that the gospel that he preached was that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. When Paul writes to the Thessalonians, he says this, the gospel is this, Christ came, He was crucified, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day in the rapture of the church. That's the gospel, the good news. For the last couple of months now, we've been sharing testimonies, and we receive these from online members, and uh, they are such a great and tremendous encouragement to so many. And I want to just share with you uh, a couple more today, if you don't mind. This first one, he writes, Good evening all. Thought I'd share with you all the tremendous news that I have the opportunity to pray with my sister this evening for her to receive salvation. She was driving on a long drive from Texas to Louisiana from work to home, and after discussing COVID-19, politics, and the truths of the Lord and the Bible, she decided that it was time. She pulled over, I pulled up the ABCs of salvation, and we prayed together. My sister has now joined us among the redeemed of Christ. Praise the Lord. I had to share this with somebody. And you folks get to be the somebodies. So you know, I've been sharing with you about online members putting up billboards of the ABCs of salvation and the prophecy updates. Well, pictured here is a tweet from an online member by the name of Nick, who posted this on my Twitter page. He says, at J.D. Farag, saw this billboard on my way to an appointment in Boise, Idaho, 
and had to take a picture and send it to you. I've been watching the weekly Bible prophecy updates for about six months, and I'm so glad to have found you on YouTube. Thank you for speaking God's truth, truly eye-opening. By the way, for those of you online, as I understand it, there are uh, billboards all over the U.S. now. <laughs> Lane was telling me that there's an online member in New York that put up a billboard that's right next to a train, uh, train tracks. So when the train goes by every day, how many times a day? Five minutes. They're looking at the ABCs of salvation right there. How cool is that? It's not just that. We, we continue. Man, you guys are amazing. We get sent shirts, hats, uh, bumper stickers. Pictured here is a bumper sticker from an online member, Eternal Lives Matter. And I mean, in addition to, oh, here's another one. Uh, but God, I just got this amazing shirt. You can't have it. It's mine. It was given to me. And big letters, but God, yeah, <laughs> says it all, those two words. An online member sent us this photo. How cool is this? She says, greetings, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I just wanted to send a little note. Speaking of billboards, many have lovingly donated their time and money to reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God for these beautiful people of God. I often thought and wished I could do some great thing as well to reach many. After all, it is the Spirit of God who wills that none perish. And since He moved into my heart, it is also my wish that none perish, but all come to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I try to use every resource God gives me. One of those resources is the rear window of my car. This car isn't mine. All things belong to the Lord. He gave it to me, and I intend on using it to His glory. He also blessed us with a Bible ministry in which I and my two young boys uh, put printed or handwritten passages of Scripture that lead to salvation on the cover of each Bible. We then put that Bible in a Ziploc bag to keep it safe from the elements and distribute them all over town at bus stops and park benches. The last shipment we did was 72 Bibles to the local jailhouse. We've so far distributed 492 Bibles. We are praying that God will grow this ministry to where we can send Bibles to every prison in America. We love you and our church family all over the world. God bless you. I want to uh, do the ABCs of salvation just a little bit differently today. So the Lord just kind of reminded me of we affectionately refer to him as the thief on the cross. I don't know if that was his crime. We do know that it was a crime punishable by death. That's why he was on the cross that day with the Savior of the world, along with another thief or criminal. This criminal that was being crucified with the Savior of the world at the same time on that same hill actually did the ABCs. And here's how I get there. First, he acknowledged that Jesus was who he said he was. The other guy, it's like, come on, if he was really the Savior, he could get up, he could save himself from the cross. And then this guy's going, no, he's, he's the Savior. I, I, 
And he acknowledges, admits that he's the Savior and that he's a sinner. And he believes in Jesus, and so much so that he, he calls upon the Lord and he says to the Lord, Lord, will you remember me when you enter the kingdom of heaven? What was Jesus' response? Not so fast, buckaroo. No. He didn't say to him, well, I, you know, it's kind of late because you got to get off that cross, go get water baptized before you can be saved. No. He said, truly, truly, I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. I guess that would be a textbook deathbed conversion. I believe that account was recorded in the pages of Holy Writ, because God wanted us to know that it's never too late. That there are many who know that they're about to take their last breath in this life and their first breath in eternal life. And all they have to do, like this criminal, is come to that place where the conviction of the Holy Spirit is such that you acknowledge that you're a sinner that you need a Savior. That's the A. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. One would think this would be a firm grasp of the obvious, but this is the number one obstacle, isn't it? The number one answer you get, well, I'm a good person. I haven't murdered anybody. I I have answers for that. I don't want you to use what I use. You know, use what the Holy Spirit gives you. But first of all, there's going to be a lot of good people in hell and a lot of very bad people in heaven, because that's not what your entrance into heaven is predicated upon. There was none that was good. There was only one, and that was Jesus the Christ. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A, here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 again says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then lastly, Romans 10, 13. This was what the thief on the cross did. He called out to the Lord. He called upon the name of the Lord. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. It's childlike simple. There's nothing you have to do. He did it all. It's finished. There's nothing you could add to it. It's finished. It's done. He paid the price in full. 
All you have to do is receive the gift that He paid for and offers to you, and that's the gift of eternal life. It's a gift to you, but it cost Him everything. It cost Him His life, and He purchased it, that gift that He gives to you. All you have to do is receive, believe, and receive. That's it. It's that simple. Hey, when I got saved 38 years ago, I'm not proud of this. I was so high. I was a drug addict, drug dealer really. I was so drunk, basically an alcoholic. And I saw the gospel presented in a very simple, it had to be simple. I had killed so many brain cells. God's been faithful over years. He's given me a few of them back. (laughs) But it was just very simply explained. And I realized, oh my goodness, I need Jesus. I'm a sinner. He's the Savior. And I went into my room, and and there's also nothing magical, for lack of a better word, about the prayer, the sinner's prayer. Well, don't don't you have to repeat after me? No. I mean, the the thief on the cross again. Hey, all he said was, "Uh, can I go with you? I'm a sinner. You're the Savior. I believe. Said. I went into my room. I was living with two roommates at the time. They're still out there partying. I go into the room. I am so convicted. And I was really into a satanic group by the name of ACDC. Their number one album, Highway to Hell. I'm on the highway to hell. And that was my prayer. I I didn't pray it. I slurred it. (laughs) Again, not proud of this, but, and I only share this because you just come as you are. I fell asleep praying. I didn't know how to pray. I was a blank slate. Woke up the next morning, a new creation. A new creation. I've shared this before and I'll end with this. I could not start my day without my alcohol addiction, my drug addiction, and my tobacco addiction too. Those things have passed away. He took the desire completely away from me, because I was a new creation. I know it's different for everybody. That's the power. That's the power of the gospel to save. If someone like me can get saved, anybody can get saved. And that's the whole point. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for paying in full for this gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray for anybody that might be here in this amazing church that I'm so privileged to pastor or watching online that has never called upon you, believing in you, acknowledging their sin before you. Lord, I pray that today, wherever they are, whoever they are, that they would call upon you and be saved. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. 
Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.